goals. You either love them or you hate them. (laughs) Maybe you have set them before but it's never really stuck or you've been so busy with your head down that you've never really come up for air and step back and set any for your business. Well, wherever you are at, it's actually super useful to set some goals of some kind for your creative business. But there are loads of ways that you can do it and maybe that's why it hasn't quite stuck for you because you just need to find the one that works for you. Today, I'm going to share with you nine different goal setting strategies, which I've tried them all. (laughs) And we are going to figure out together which one is the one for you. So let's dig into it. Hello and welcome to Brand Your Passion, the show that helps you turn the thing you love the most into something that people know and love you for. I'm your host, Holly Arnett, the brand coach for creatives, and I'm on a mission to make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. If you're ready to get more eyes on your work, more dollars in your pocket, and more creativity in your life, you're in the right place. Welcome. Let's brand your passion. Firstly, just quickly talk about why you should set goals in the first place. And it's pretty straightforward. It's basically that it gives you something to work towards and it keeps you moving forward. So basically it helps you figure out like, where am I going and how am I going to get there? And let me remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and what I'm working towards every day so that I can visualize like where I'm going and how I'm going to get there and what all the things I'm doing every day are for, (laughs) right? And so that when you do those things and you make those little achievements and you hit those goals, whether they're small or they're massive, you can celebrate those things and you can feel that sense of achievement and you can be proud of those things. And then you can ultimately work your way towards your like overall huge dreams, your big goals, whether that's goals for your life or your career or your art, whatever that is, you can work towards those big things. So your goals, whether they're little goals or big goals can really make a big difference to you and your life and your business. So very, very important. (laughs) But the thing about goals and the thing that I like to remind myself and I like to remind other people all the time because it's really helpful is that it's actually less about achieving the goal itself and it's about the person that you can become on the journey to achieving the goal. So Even if you say you set a goal to make 100 sales in a week, you might not hit that goal, but what you might do in that week or leading up to that week is you might become more confident or you might get better at selling your stuff on Instagram or you might figure out some better strategies for your online shop or you might become better at SEO or I don't know you just learn all these things along the way that make you a better person or make you more confident or help you in your mindset or whatever it is you are going to learn things along the way of trying to achieve this goal that are going to be wins whether you achieve the goal or not. So setting a goal and working towards a goal is often more about the journey 
and who you become along that journey than it is about the goal itself. So just remember that if you don't achieve the goal, (laughs) because that's okay. You learned something along the way and that's more important. So that's great. (laughs) And sometimes being super focused on achieving a goal can actually be more harmful than helpful. So be mindful of this too when you are working on your goals. Say, for example, you are super focused on reaching 10,000 followers on Instagram. If you don't meet that goal, you might miss the fact that you reached 9,000 people on Instagram and you got a thousand email subscribers through Instagram and you made a ton of sales, for example. So don't get so fixated on like one number or one goal or one key result and forget about the other things that happen around that goal or around that result. You have to remember everything else that's going on and don't forget to like celebrate the other things that you've achieved too because you you can get super focused on achieving one goal (laughs) obviously we want to like use those goals to drive us but just don't forget the other things too you also want to remember to make sure that the goals that you are setting are in your control so I just mentioned Instagram followers so that is a bad example of a goal because gaining subscribers is actually not in your control getting a thousand new followers is not in your control but instead of getting a thousand new followers your goal could be I'm going to connect with 12 brands or 12 people who could introduce me to their audience by the end of the year to increase my brand visibility, right? So I'm going to do like 12 joint venture or collaborations with other people's audiences so that I can reach some new people. And then hopefully, maybe the result of that would be to get some new followers, but that's in your control. To connect with 12 people is in your control, getting a thousand new followers, not in your control. (laughs) So you need to make sure that your goals are in your control. I also want to tell you a little story because I have just restructured how I do my goals (laughs) because, and I just shared this with a friend and they told me that it was very useful to them. So I am sharing it with you today. I had just, I am a very like type A person. I love a goal. I love a deadline. I'm very like high achieving, very self-driven, self-motivated. And I like love to give myself a goal with a deadline and like set myself quite high expectations. Right. And I had been doing that, but I had been doing that and setting goals and deadlines and expectations on myself that I used to be able to achieve, no problem, (laughs) but are no longer realistic anymore because I am chronically ill and I have been chronically ill for a while and my capacity has been completely changed. But I wasn't letting myself accept that. I was like, no, I still have the same capacity and I can achieve anything that I want and that I have ever been able to achieve. (laughs) Don't stop me. Don't tell me that I can't do that. So I was setting these goals based on my previous capacity, but then I was setting myself up for failure. And this is the lesson that you might also need to learn. (laughs) So I was not meeting those goals and then I was getting frustrated and disappointed every time. 
So I had to change how I set my goals and and the expectations that I set for myself. So now I have focuses and I work on them whenever I can with no deadlines. And this is 180 degrees different from what I was doing before. So it's very hard, but it's so much better. And there are two lessons here that I would love for you to take away. One is like, don't set yourself up for failure. Be realistic with your expectations on yourself because we can set very high unrealistic expectations on ourselves and that's not fair. And that's just, yeah, setting ourselves up for failure, which is not good and is going to result in bad times. (laughs) So I don't recommend that. And number two is don't be afraid to change how you set goals for you and your business. As you will see, I'm going to explain to you these nine different strategies that we're going to talk about. I've tried them all. Over time, I've tried nine different ways of doing this and I've changed in between, I've changed between them all and you can do that too. So try a technique, see how it works. If it doesn't work, change it. That's okay. You can try something else. You have to find what's going to work for you. So if something has worked for you before, it's okay. If it doesn't work for you now, you can change that and that's okay. So that's my little story and my little lesson for you now. (laughs) And those are all my pre-rambles before we get into setting goals. I just wanted to give you some expectations and some like pre-warnings before we talk about goals because there are a lot of expectations and hustle culture things around goals and I don't love that. (laughs) And I don't want you to get sucked into that and we're not going to do that. So instead we're going to talk about all these goals but in a very healthy way way. (laughs) We're going to be kind to ourselves and realistic, but still with a good level of like, we still want to achieve some cool shit. Okay. Because we're amazing creative people who can achieve some better stuff and still be nice to ourselves. Agreed? Okay, cool. Let's talk about some goals. Let's do it. Okay, so number one, you will have probably heard before, but that is SMART goals. SMART goals need to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So let me explain those to you. So specific just means that you need to explain what the heck you mean. (laughs) So you just need to say, just explain like, yeah, Don't just say like grow Instagram, say like I want to reach 1,033 Instagram followers (laughs) or, you know, like be specific about what you want to achieve. Measurable, again, means that you need to know when you've achieved it. So it needs to be something you can measure with a number or a statistic or something measurable. Achievable needs means it needs to be realistic. So yes, shoot for the stars, like dream big, but also make sure it is realistic. Like don't say I would like to walk on the moon because that's probably not going to happen. But like, you know, dream big, but make it realistic. Relevant means that it needs to be related to your overall business and brand goals. Like, Make sure it's tied in with your overall vision, your overall mission. It's relevant to everything else that you're doing. 
And time bound means that it has a deadline. So don't just say like, yeah, I would, I want to run a marathon. Say my goal is to run a marathon by the end of the year, or I want to run a marathon by June 3rd or whatever. (laughs) Pick a date have a deadline it needs to be time bound so that's smart goals it's very practical very easy to follow very structured if that's how you like a goal (laughs) it can be yeah super useful a very good like formula to follow if that's the kind of person that you are so yeah (laughs) that's smart goals very simple very straightforward and you can do this like anytime just with any goal Anything you want to do, personal, business, creativity, whatever you want, you can use this to make a smart goal. You can make any goal smart. Um, So yeah, that's a great option. KPIs is the second way to do this. And these are key performance indicators. So these are numbers, but they are not the same as just like a straight metric. So I recorded a podcast episode last month where I talked about metrics and those are just like straight numbers so that would be like okay my open rate was 50 percent and that's like just a statistic just a number whereas a key performance indicator is a goal so for example like I just said a metric would tell you your open rate was 45 percent but a key performance indicator might be to increase open rates by 5% this quarter. So hopefully you can see how there's a difference there where like it's not just a number, it's a goal to work towards and you can you could see whether you had achieved it or not. So you would set a key performance indicator of like, okay, my, my goal is to increase open rates by 5%. And then at the end of the quarter or the month or whatever kind of time period you set, you would figure out like, okay, did I increase my email open rates by 5% or not? And that's how that would work. So these are used very often in corporate settings, but I've used them before. It can be really helpful, especially if you're into numbers (laughs) and statistics and metrics and stuff like that in terms of increasing or improving a number or changing a number in that way. Yeah, it can be really useful. So say you were like, I want to like decrease the bounce rate on my website to 2% or two minutes or I want to increase my income to this much money a month or whatever those are really great key performance indicators the next method is called rocks this is super common I think in lots of different situations but I learned this in the goal setting situation and I learned it from the book traction which I wouldn't recommend to everybody. It's a very corporate book, but it has very good practical tips for structuring your business and running your business. So I learned a lot of stuff about this sort of stuff, like tracking stuff, setting goals, having meetings, all of that kind of stuff. I took away a lot of practical stuff from it. So you take it all with a grain of salt about how it was applied (laughs) and you can apply it to your own stuff. So it's good in that way. But 
Yeah. So the rocks is based on the idea that if you have a jar and you fill it with sand and then you tried to put your big rocks in, there wouldn't be any room. But if you put your big rocks in first and then any pebbles, smaller pebbles that you had, you would then be able to fill in the space with any sand. So those are like the smaller, less important stuff. So the idea is that in your business, you should set your big goals and focus on those first. And then you would be able to fill in the space with smaller pebbles and then the less important stuff like the sand. So every quarter you have up to eight rocks. And then at the end of the quarter, you check in to see whether those rocks are completed or not. And in traction, they also um, split up those rocks within departments. And then each rock has an owner. So if you had a team, different people in your team could own those rocks. And then if you have different departments in your business then they could be owned by different departments but as creatives (laughs) independent people that's probably not your situation so obviously take that and apply it to your own situation (laughs) you would just have eight rocks so they're basically like big projects you can write them as goals you could just write them as projects I kind of mix and match like I think one of mine was like reach 500 Instagram followers, oh, 500 email subscribers. But then I also had like redesigned my website. It was just a mixture of just projects or things I wanted to achieve within that time period. And that's what I did. I did that quarterly. So that was kind of the goal setting. It was more like project based and they were rocks. I called them rocks. And those are the rocks that I put in my jar every quarter. <laughs> cool. Okay. Goal Setting option number four was also from Traction and this was called the weekly scorecard. So this is a sheet, could be like a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet or an Airtable or a database or sheet in Notion or any kind of program like that. And this is a sheet where you would track metrics weekly or you could do it monthly or something if you wanted to do that too. And you set which metrics you want to track like inquiries or followers or income or customers etc you set goals for them and then you just track the numbers so it's just really straightforward there's not really a lot of like you're not really interpreting the numbers at all a lot or doing a lot of thinking or anything like that you're literally just going like okay here are the numbers let's set a goal for next month here are the numbers again let's set a goal for next month, here are the numbers again, or next week or whatever. So you're literally just plugging the numbers in each time and just seeing where the numbers are at. So it's very just straightforward, black and white numbers. If that's kind of your jam, then that's a really good option too. It is a really just like good black and white way of seeing where your business is at. It's quite confronting sometimes where you're like, oh, only this many inquiries. Okay, cool. (laughs) Or sometimes you're like, wow, amazing. This much income. Great. It's really good to get like a good overview of your business and is often a good way, a good thing to just do anyway (laughs) tracking the information you should be doing anyway but setting goals every time on this scorecard is something that can be useful as well if that's something that you want to be doing okay and now let's talk about the next option which is brand goals there are eight key brand objectives that you could focus on depending on what you're trying to achieve in your business and this might be a way that you like to set goals 
it's kind of a nice way to set goals if you are focused on your brand and it's a way that I like to do it obviously as a branding gal (laughs) so yeah there are eight they are strategy and clarity so that means getting clear on your brand strategy identity and image that's focusing on establishing an identity for your brand visibility that means focusing on growing your audience Awareness is focusing on improving how your brand is recalled in your industry. So that's like how many people think of your brand in relation to a specific niche. Recognition is focusing on making your brand memorable. So how many people recognize your name and your logo and stuff. Engagement is focusing on increasing engagement within your brand. How many people engage with you on socials and emails and stuff like that. Loyalty is improving how many people come back to your business again and again. And then advocacy is increasing recommendations for your brand. So how many people refer or recommend you to other people? So those are the eight different brand goals. There are different ways to measure them. And I have an article about that as well. So I'll link that in the show notes if you are interested in doing that way of measuring your brand because yeah you could set one of those goals for each month or each quarter and then you can measure that based on each different type of goal so that's a great option too number six is objectives and key results again this is another kind of corporate way of doing things I learned this from my friend Amy but it is a commonly used goal setting strategy in business so objectives is your overall goal it's what needs to be achieved it's kind of an inspirational overarching goal and then the key result is how you get to the objective that's the smart part of it the smart goal and it's a number you either achieve it or you don't So for example, your objective might be to join the YouTube partner program or be accepted into the YouTube partner program. Your key results for that would be to reach a thousand subscribers and hit 4,000 public watch hours because those are the requirements for getting accepted into the YouTube partner program or a couple of the numerical (laughs) requirements anyway. That's an example of an objective and then the key results. So similar thing might be like, okay, our objective is to improve the effectiveness of our email marketing strategy. And then your key results could be increase open rates to 45% or to whatever number and then increase click rates to 5% whatever numbers you want so you set several key results usually like two or three key results for that objective and that's how you know that the objective was achieved so that's a way that you can set your goals Number seven is intentions. So instead of kind of setting goals, you can set intentions and they are a lot less structured than any of the other ways of setting goals. I did this for my personal goals this year and it was very nice and very chill and really low stakes, wholesome (laughs) way of setting goals. They were kind of things like journal more often, sew some clothes and try to take a week off every 12 weeks ish (laughs) so it was kind of like these are these are things I intend to do this year if I don't do them 
that's okay. But if I do do them, that's great. <laughs> so you could set some intentions if you want kind of some lower stakes ways of setting goals too. Then number eight is to just set some key focuses. This is kind of what I'm doing now. This is my way of setting goals at the moment is that like right now I have two or three key focuses. So I have these things of the key things I want to focus on right now and everything else isn't really important and there aren't any deadlines. There's just like this is what I'm focusing on right now when I've finished it. I can add something else to my list of key focuses. <laughs> and like I said, this works for where I'm at right now, but in the future, I might like to get back to something with some more deadlines and some structure, but it works for right now and it might work for you too. So I just have a list that's on a post-it note on my computer screen that's like, these are my key focuses. Anything else doesn't matter. <laughs> and so, yeah, that might be a good way to approach things for you too. And then last but not least is a visual goal or a vision board. So yeah, as visual people, as creative people, this might be a way that works better for you is to have a, a vision board of some kind. So this could be an overall vision board for your whole life or your whole business or whatever. Or if you have a specific goal in mind, then you could create a vision board or a visual goal or a mood board for just that specific goal. So say you, let's use the same example, the YouTube partner program, you could create a vision board for just that. Um, and then you could put that somewhere or in lots of places that you see it all the time. And that could be all the motivation that you need that you keep coming back to, to remind you about that goal and to keep you moving forward and to keep you focused on just doing everything you can to work towards achieving the YouTube partner program and getting onto that. So that's another way that you could do that and to set some goals. So that's it. That's nine different ways. And I know that there are a lot of other ways of setting goals. There's like a ton of other acronyms, like a million and one, just Google goal setting techniques or strategies if you want to find some more like I know there's like hard goals there's big hairy audacious goals there's some other ones but I think these will be more than enough to get you started I hope that one or more of these sounds appealing to you give one a go see how you go if you have any questions about any of them please reach out to me and let me know you can reach me on Instagram or threads or email me happy to talk about any of the options and answer any questions you have about them and if you go to the blog post for this episode there will be links to any of them if I've written articles about them already <laughs> but yeah hope this has been helpful best of luck with your goal setting and I can't wait to see how you get on with them and where they take you going forward and I will see you in the next episode bye everyone Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Brand Your Passion and choosing to spend time with me learning all about branding, business, and all things creativity. You can find more episodes just like this one at makerandmoxie.com forward slash podcast. 
If you like this one, you can tap that subscribe or follow button so that you're notified about each and every new episode. And if you've got a spare second, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast because I would absolutely 100% love to hear from you. If there were some helpful goodies in this episode for you, it would mean the world to me as well if you could screenshot that podcast player right now, hop on over to Instagram or Twitter and tag us at Maker and Moxie. By subscribing, reviewing and sharing, you're helping reach more creators just like you so that together we can make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. We can't achieve this mission without you, so your support means the absolute world. I will talk to you in the next episode, but until then, keep creating.